This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 62 for Sunday, July 15th, 2018. Thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Katie Carty Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. I am Martin Penny, also known as Wacky Martin. I am Leanne Hanna, also known as Stratosmacker. And I'm Josh Delancourt, also known as Just Lioncourt. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? Oh, hey. We're doing I a podcast. <laughs> we are. Do we have some things to talk about? I think there might be some things to talk about. Just a few. Just a few? Just a few. I I don't know about you guys, but I heard this like sick rumor that like there's gonna be a new She-Ra cartoon. What? Shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> the the I'm front so door excited. has been shut. <laughs> well, okay, now I can squeal really no, I won't be too loud to burst anyone's eardrums, but I am so so sick. So excited that we are getting a new Shira cartoon. I am cautiously I, optimistic. Um, I'm more on Katie's side of things. I think I'm gonna like it regardless. <laughs> yeah, it's Shira. I am what happy to have anything new in animation form. Ah, good point. Yes, because mm-hmm. we often get we've had so much toy-related He-Man and Shira stuff, but since what 2002 era. We haven't really had anything for the most part. I mean, we had that Geico commercial. <laughs> oh, and the, the Hyundai commercials, right? Or Honda. Or Honda. I think, Honda, those, I think were that's the right. action, those were the action figures again. They weren't uh, yeah, yeah, they that's animated. True. Yeah, it was an animation. Now we've got um, commercials of people in costumes dancing to Dirty Dancing, and it's hilarious, but... Still, no animation. So this is a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. it's a pretty big deal. Are you excited, Leanne? I am. Um, <laughs> everything I've heard sounds really cool. So I'm, I'm, I would say I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm probably a little bit more than that because I'm, I'm pretty excited. So I do have one thing to share about this that's kind of interesting. So I have been spending less, less time on Twitter and more time on this. Uh, this other social network that's new-ish called Micro.blog. And one thing that really surprised me was, I don't know, back, what was it, April-ish or March-ish, when they released the poster teaser for the new Shira cartoon. I think we've all seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really, really surprised, surprised uh, when that came out that Micro.blog right now is a pretty small social network. Uh, lots of kind of tech nerdy people on there mostly at the moment. And I was surprised how many people on there were already talking about the show. The people that I don't know in any way have any connection to the fandom or anything else. So that was kind of cool. Wicked. Yeah, when yeah, we're was... in the fandom, it's sometimes, sorry, it's sometimes hard to get a good idea of what the casual fan or even the the person who has kind of forgotten about He-Man and She-Ra, what they think of such things. Um and I love that the fact that the word is getting out so much that they are coming across it enough to even say, oh, yay, or oh, no, or whatever. Um, but it's it's definitely out there. It was trending on Twitter when it was first announced. And 
I feel like it's just kind of gone everywhere and so many people know about it now, whether they have been in the fandom for years or not. It's cool. That's a great point because I did the same sort of, I tried to, to search the little hashtags on Twitter because I wanted to see regular people's reaction because we know how the fans yeah. are going to be, right? For then this is nothing against, we wouldn't have He-Man and She-Ra still today if it wasn't for the fans. But a lot of times, you know, you get that gut reaction, right? Where you're like, oh my God, this is terrible. They're ruining She-Ra. Or, oh my yeah. God, I'm so happy. She-Ra's back. And then like some of us will fall in, in the middle there. But a lot, of, a lot of people will kind of be on that extreme line when they've been a fan for so long. So it's a little hard mm -hmm. to gauge. Like, you might not say like, like the teaser image, if you actually look at the image itself, you can tell that She-Ra's costume has been modified slightly. Like, it still has the same kind of feel, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. in, it's in the same essence um, of, of She-Ra, but there are definitely some changes. And just right off the bat, that could turn someone off. And um, I hope that little details like that um, don't, don't sour someone so much that when they, they're already going to go into it hating it as a fan... Um, when they pull up that first, you know, Netflix episode and then try to rip it apart just because it's yeah. not like, I don't, I don't want it to be the same as the filmation show. I have the filmation show. I have 93 episodes of it like that are mm -hmm. fantastic. Like I'm okay. If she looks a little different, I'm okay. If they take some story liberties, um, you know, I'm sure they're going to throw a lot of stuff in there for us fans just like they did in the the 2002 i remember people freaking out when like there was that one scene in one of the 2002 episodes where skeletor happened to have like the diamond ray of disappearance and really all he did was like hold it and mention it and everyone was like oh my god diamond ray of disappearance <laughs> <laughs> that was destroyed years ago <laughs> what yeah but so it's like little things like that like yeah i'm sure there will be plot points and stuff that people don't necessarily agree with or, or will say like, they didn't do it that way in filmation, but, but <laughs> I love can, your grumpy old man voice. You can go. If you need your palate cleansed, please stream She-Ra several times on Netflix to get those stream numbers up and then just cleanse your palate by watching the old filmation DVDs. <laughs> Yeah, if you go into it expecting to hate it, you're only doing yourself a disservice. Like, yeah. if you go in with an open mind, you may still hate it. And or well, it wouldn't be an open mind if you already have decided you hate it. But you know what I mean. You you may hate it. Your your instinct may be correct for yourself, or you may be surprised and you might actually enjoy it. So why go in with this preconceived notion that you absolutely are going to hate it and just immediately start ripping it apart? when you could be exposing yourself to some quality entertainment. Well, you only look, have something to add, nothing to lose. Look what it's already done too, right? So this is the new She-Ra and there's probably going to be, you know, a, a lot of merchandise around the new She-Ra, right? So you might get, you know, your birthday plates and all that stuff. But what it's also done, and I I've already- so. Yeah, we've already seen this happening, right? Is that they're already starting to a little bit, do a little bit more merchandising of classic she-ra like the super seven stuff for san diego has she-ra shirts um they're calling it hordax lair instead of skeletor's lair like there's these little things that i keep see popping up where we're kind of starting to get a little bit more she-ra nostalgic merchandise than we were yeah. previously so like that it can actually do a nice revival 
um, Absolutely. Of, of the classic She-Ra. Fingers and crossed. The, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. The Super 7, the figures that look like the old style ones. Yeah, the vintage filmation ones, but in classic yeah. style of like the old He-Man figures. Right. But I love that they have She-Ra and Hordak in that line. Like, right now, they're too expensive for me to buy them, but I like that they exist. <laughs> like, I was under the impression they were going to be mass market and much cheaper, and now I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want them that bad. Well, I think originally didn't... I think there was the rumor that they they were going to try to get those um, in a store, but I, and I, this is just pure speculation. I have no information on this, but in theory, just think about it. What if it was Toys R Us and, Ooh. you know, out of the blue, right? Toys R Us, in a matter of months, closes their doors. Sigh. Could have lost a partner, you know? Yeah, that's true. But surely there are other stores. Like, even, um, I think I heard recently that GameStop is going to start carrying comic books. And they already oh. carry Funko Pops, and it's like they're not just video games anymore. They have another, a whole another selection of other things, and I feel like that would be a good outlet for for figures like this, or even actual comic book stores. Yeah, I think too. GameStop is selling old stock from Mattel of the classics figures as well. I mean, they're really oh. pricey. Um, mm. But, I mean, who's to say they won't end up in the clearance bin and you can get them cheaper later? <laughs> I'm holding on for that. Though I did just make my first ever Super 7 purchase right before we started recording because I saw that the Laughing Prince Adam figure was up for pre-order and I was like, oh yeah, he's coming home with me. I'm so excited for this figure, you guys. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I first saw the pictures and I was like, oh my God, are they, is this a joke? Like, are they just playing us or is this for real? And then when I found out it was real, I, I was so happy and squeeing and freaking out. And again, I know there were some naysayers that were all blah, blah about it, but whatever. Um, they don't have to buy it. So doesn't matter what they think. <laughs> I bought it and I am so excited to get it. Super 7 was actually really good at moderating their Facebook comments, if you will, because there were some really nasty and even like bigoted comments posted on the reveal of that. And um, they made, I don't remember what the actual statement was, but Super 7 made a really good statement against what some of people were, you know, posting um, on their Facebook. Nice. And I think it just shows how popular it was that they decided to open it up for pre-orders outside of those who are attending San Diego. Yeah, I was thrilled. That that very rarely happens, doesn't it? Like exclusives like that, that anyone else is able to buy them, except for on eBay. When I first saw it, I thought it was amazing when I first saw it. Um, but I my first reaction was, oh, you know, that's really cool, but I'm not going to be able to get one. Yeah. Because I'm not going to San Diego. But nope. That's exactly what my first thought was, too. And I was so thrilled when I found out that wasn't the case. Well, how do we feel overall that uh, since so now that Super 7 has taken over from Mattel for the Classics line, how do we feel? How do I, I, I kind of think they're having a lot of fun with it myself. 
that's a maybe good a little thing. too much fun. <laughs> well, I, I've been pretty happy with the Super Seven stuff I've gotten so far because I got I got the first uh, wave that they've shipped out of the what, Collector's Choice and the Club Grayskull figures, and I was pretty happy with them. Like my the biggest thing I was nervous about was. You know, what is what was the plastic going to feel like when you're switching manufacturers like that? Is it going to feel cheaper or whatever? And I think they feel, if anything, maybe a little bit better. So I know there, there's been some issues and some QC things, but there was with Mattel, too. So uh, yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's really any worse or better, but I'm pretty happy with them so far. And we got Hawk me. and I was waiting for Hawk for like 10 years. So was that part of the collector's choice? Yep. Like, okay, can you remind me who else was in that line? Because I did not collect that one. Uh, Fang, uh, Fangor, right? Uh, White. I don't remember who else is in that one. They all, all of the waves have run together over the years. Yeah, uh, I, really I know the Club Ray Skull had Triclops and uh, Tila. Uh, do, 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 do. Martin is shouting your answer from behind. <laughs> Quick. Quake, nice. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. But I'm happy for Martin that they made him. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's fine. I know those those fans are out there. So, oh, there's also the filmation Hordak, right, in Club Grayskull. So was this? Were there two Club Grayskulls? Because I feel like the last time we were talking on the podcast, there it was the first Club Grayskull. And I got that first year or first set or whatever that included Evil Seed. But I have not gotten any since then. So was there another Club Grayskull after that? Uh, Yeah. Because I think we've had okay. three waves. Two? How many waves have we had? Two or three. I forget now. I think three. I don't know. Like so I said, these... they're all running together and they're so spaced out now that it's hard to mm -hmm. keep track. Well, yeah, but... and you have to, like, we already, didn't we, we had to pre-order, like, one of the waves before one of the other waves even shipped. And it's like, it just all, you know, melts together. Because it's like, I, I pre-order all the stuff, right? So, and then they ship and then when they finally come in, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the complaints I've seen is just the inconsistency with shipping and being told one date and then it doesn't happen. So I hope they'll get better with that. I think they have. Yeah, I haven't I had think any... they've, they've been more realistic now in their in their what they're telling people. Okay, good. And I, I will say I did have some of my, uh, one of my first orders from uh, Super Seven was a bunch of those uh, whatever the Motuscle things, right? The Muscle mm -hmm. Masters things, and I ordered um, a bunch of those. This was well, I don't know, like maybe a year ago, but. They um, they screwed up the order in some way. I think this was last August or September. They screwed up the order in, anyway in some way. And one of the things that was supposed to be in it was missing. <laughs> and uh, so I contacted them. And I have to say, like, not only did they get me the, the item that was missing, which was uh, the Skeletor Roton 2-pack that they mm -hmm. had for the Motussels. So... Uh, not only did they sent me that and got it to me crazy fast, like I got it in like two days, but they also wow. gave me um, the coin for entrance into the you know the SDCC uh, oh, yeah, thing yeah. from last year. So the coin I didn't have because I had the one from a couple of years ago, uh, and oh, nice. the 
a uh, Skeletor that they had given away at Comic-Con as well. Like all of this stuff in the box to just sort of say, yeah, sorry, we screwed it up. Uh, here's what you ordered and a bunch of extra stuff. So that was really cool. Awesome. Glad yeah, I think got you can, some good customer service. Yeah, you can really tell they like they like that they're doing the He-Man stuff. I think they just maybe didn't at first understand <laughs> how the fandom can be. <laughs> and I'm guilty too. <laughs> I've blown up about things in the past like you know, when I received my back in the day my Skeletor statue with like an unpainted face. <laughs> so, yeah. So wow. like, you know, things happen, you know, you get a little upset. You get a little upset. Um but I've personally been happy with with most everything I've seen. The only my only complaint is the same complaint I had with Mattel Classics is I don't need newly created fake peep or newly created characters. No, stop. All I need are yeah. people. I want all the stuff that was make all those original things first, and I'm, that includes random Eternian citizen who's walking down the street in a golden book. Before anything you 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 fantasize or newly created, uh, you know, in recent classic times. So so I have I have a slight slightly different view on that I think because I don't I, I think the way they've been doing it in the last few years is better where we just kind of get a new thing stuck in there randomly once in a while. Um, when they did like that, remember that was that one year with the whole six figure uh subscription of all new characters i think that was just too much at once yeah. but i kind of like having the new characters just kind of like one sprinkled in now and then i think that i kind of like that actually well i'm for it too if it actually helps with say uh production costs like if the new character uses it's mostly you know, reusable parts and it's kind of just uh -huh. offsetting maybe the the cost of new tooling and th I'm just speculating. This is pure speculation. I'm pulling out of the air, um, but I've convinced myself that maybe that is part of it. Um, so I'll, I'll be more. It, it, but that's it a good could point, be. Josh. That's a good point. I like what you're saying. Is we're not getting him. We're not being shoved, you know, down our throats with them like we kind of were before. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll give you props on that one. <laughs> i'm just i'm not excited at all about the reaction figures or the muscle things i just don't care and i wish i could but i just I, don't i love the muscle so, okay so you? You, you, yeah. you you went there so now i now i need to bring something up i so i had way back whenever it was like however many years ago this was now uh, three or four years ago, I bought the Comic-Con, the very first reaction figures they had. It was like the four pack that were unpainted and all that. And uh, I haven't bought any more since then. And I, I, in the last maybe two months, I have felt my will weakening. <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh man, I need to get up on eBay and go back and collect all the other waves and then order the new wave that's up right now. And somebody talked me off this ledge if if I can be. I don't know that I can be, but <laughs> I kind of want them now. And I didn't for a long time, but now I kind of do. Well, what is it about them that you like? Uh, you know, okay, so a couple of things. I do like the fact that they're small. Because <laughs> yeah, yes. my, my collection is sort of taken over uh, a lot of space at this point. Oh, yeah. um, so I do like the fact they're kind of small. I kind of like the novelty of you know we we never had any masters figures in that scale, and it's kind of it's kind of retro or whatever to like the a lot mm -hmm. of the seventies and eighties figure lines. So that's kind of cool. And 
it's just kind of something new. So I, when we were getting, when Mattel was doing the, the classics line and such, and we were getting like a new figure every month, or at least I was, that's how I was having him shipped. Like it was cool to have sort of the ongoing, Hey, cool new masters thing, you know, fairly often. Whereas now it's like, once a year or whatever, I get a big box yeah. full of stuff and then that's it for the year. So I'm like, I kind of go through a little bit of, you know, withdrawal. I know first world problems and all that, but, <laughs> but it's like, you know what? I kind of want that, that high of having, having something new and they're not that expensive, like compared to the classics figures, it's like they're not nearly as pricey. So those, but those like, are the, the amount of plastic, like they're 15 and then the new ones that look like the retro figures are 20. Like, how is that only a five dollar difference? I, I feel like the reaction figures should be cheaper, but I also feel like the vintage style one should be. Well, that's cheaper. why I said so compared just... to. <laughs> They're still expensive, <laughs> but yes, compared to. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm also interested to hear why Martin likes the the Motussel <laughs> figures because while I also like the reaction ones, I I did buy a few of them. Um, uh, more so pick and choose character wise on those, but I I really couldn't get into the the muscle figures. Here's. Ah, I'm, I'm surprised I'm the only one. <laughs> I, I have them too. I like them. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I don't know why I like them so much. I think I just like them because they're smaller. And um, I, I have like a thing about blind bags where I become very obsessed. <laughs> and I like the surprise oh. element of what I'm going to get. And I'm always like, oh, I've got this one. And then <laughs> you also get the crushing disappointment of, oh, I've already got this one. <laughs> like, oh, I've got this one. So it's it's like I enjoy the surprise element and I enjoy the size element because I don't have a huge amount of room <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so any representations of characters are more convenient for me. And I used to collect those back in the day when I was a kid. My brother and I both, we loved muscle figures. We had a bunch of them and they are cheap. They're like six bucks per pack. It looks like you're on their site. Um I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm old now. I'm with you, Katie. Like, I haven't been able to get into those or the reaction figures. I did get a Stratos just because it's Stratos. but Obviously. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, for, like, I just kind of pick and choose. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really mo more focused right now on getting, like, the, the Filmation um, figures from Super 7. Yeah. So Those do look really good. For me, the, the Motussel thing is kind of like pure nostalgia because, and I realized this is not the same thing um, at all, but it's close enough. When I was, I don't know, like maybe five, there was a, uh, does any, I don't know, you are all from the East Coast, and I don't know if they existed out here. I grew up in California, but we had um, Sears Surplus stores back on uh, in the West Coast. And we went to there occasionally back in the 80s. And there was one of those machines where you put like a quarter in and you get a plastic egg with a toy in it. Oh, yeah. And there was a Masters one. And that was the only thing in the machine where these little tiny Masters characters in those little plastic eggs. And what? I actually uh, bought an Evil Inn of those off of eBay about 10 years ago. Um, so I have Evil Inn from the, from back then, but, um, I wanted them desperately when I was like five years old for some reason. I don't know why. And that's <laughs> not the same, but they're kind of close to the same idea. They're the little miniature 
you know, not really painted <laughs> versions yeah. of the character. So it's it's purely the remem remembering that as a five year old wanting those so badly. Like, now you get something kind of like that. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Nostalgia for me as well because they remind me of the um, monster in my pocket. Do you guys have those? I think I so. think so. It doesn't ring a bell for me, but they were, it doesn't they were mean the same. They were like little monsters with crazy designs and stuff, hmm. uh, and they remind me a lot of those. So I think that's part of it. Gotcha. They were cool. They had a witch with big elbows. <laughs> elbows? You may well laugh, but she was called Elbow Witch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I will be laughing at that for quite a while. <laughs> wow. Of all the features to accentuate, you went with elbows. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Do you think some of the, like, you're not getting into, like, these other, um, like, ancillary collector items? It could be just, like, collector's fatigue. Like, my example is when the 2002 stuff came out, I bought everything. I bought every action figure, two of every action figure, right? Um, I bought, like, the toothpaste. I bought the birthday things. I bought the sleeping bag. I bought the bean bag. I bought... You know, He-Man socks. I bought He-Man shirts that, you know, fit boys 8 eight to 10 or whatever that, that, that don't fit me. Uh, so I bought all that <laughs> stuff. It's all sitting in storage in Rubbermaid tubs. And I'm buying all of these new classics. You know, all my vintage stuff is, is basically boxed up as well in storage. And it's like, I, I don't have anywhere to put this stuff, I like. I was buying the the Funko Pops. I bought those He-Man things. I put those in my office at work. But I, I think a lot of it for me is is I learned that you don't have to buy everything to like, for lack of a better way to say it, prove that you're like a super fan or that you really really love the yeah. property. Um, it's more so that it's like, as an adult, I'm content. I'm secure. I know. I've always loved He-Man and She-Ra and that they've brought great joy in my life, but I don't I don't need to buy every single merchandising, you know, product so that I have some type of like, you know, archive in a huge storage unit. <laughs> yeah. Just no, I there. totally get that. And like the first wave of Super Seven Club Grayskull figures I got, I loved the boxes so much that I never opened them. Mm, those are good boxes. They really are. But I don't have any place large enough to display all of those boxes. So they're literally sitting on the floor beside Aww. my shelves. And they've been sitting there since I got them, which was, what, two years ago at this point? Mm -hmm. um, and even if they were in smaller boxes that I would want to open, I'm just not sure I would buy any more unless it was a figure like the Laughing Prince Adam that I just can't live without. Because, yeah, I've, I've run out of space. And even the ones I have up on display, they keep falling over all the goddamn time. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. They keep falling over all the time. Um, and I'm just constantly repositioning them and trying to do them in such a way that when they do fall, they don't take four other figures down with them. And it's super frustrating. So, yeah, I think collector's fatigue is, is a, a real thing. Well, speaking and of, I think collect maybe, Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say back in the day when they were first topic. coming out with classics. Oh, okay. Um, 
I feel like when Mattel first started coming out with classics, there was a bit of gatekeeping going on in the fandom. Like, well, if you're not collecting these, you're not a big fan. You're not supporting the line, blah, blah, blah. But I do feel like over the last several years, that has waned, thankfully. And we've all come to realize that, no, gatekeeping is stupid. There should not be gatekeeping in any fandom ever. Stop it. So (laughs) we, we have the freedom to buy what we like and then don't buy what we don't like and we don't have to feel bad about that well yeah can you imagine at this point like we many of us just here on the podcast right we've been we've been kind of like an active fan if you will since the early 90s online mm-hmm. interacting with other he-man and she fans and we've been through so many rounds of arguments and <laughs> you know uh, just like flame wars and you know this person's lying and this person's pretending to be someone else and you know this person (laughs) did that and i'm banning you from this and you know you can't chat with me you can't sit with me at this table um that carried over you know into real life whenever we all finally met each other at all these wonderful conventions and i'm not i'm not trying to paint a negative picture here what i'm trying to paint is is that through such experiences at the end of the day, once you, you, you kind of start to mellow out and you're like, oh my gosh, why did I get mm-hmm. so heated about that? Like, you know, that their opinion, yeah. that doesn't change my enjoyment of, of He-Man and She-Ra. And, and that's why I'm still here anyway. It's because I love He-Man and She-Ra. For some reason, please tell me why this is stuck or stuck <laughs> through. Like my parents, they're, they're like, man, we, like, we knew you were obsessed with He-Man and She-Ra, but like, we didn't think you'd still be talking about it when you're like halfway to 40. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but hey, I think it's it's good. I think it's kind of like it's kind of like our fandom starting back in the early 90s on the He-Man mailing list to like now. It's kind of like going through um, grade school through college and then like we've graduated to like our jobs and now we're just like, oh, yeah, we don't need all of that <laughs> drama stuff. Yeah, just, it's matured. We're just going to buy what we want. The... Yeah. Matured, Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. Hopefully Spe- it'll stay that way. Speaking <laughs> of mature times, because we're all very mature when we're there, um, is any anyone else besides Katie and I going to PowerCon this year? No. I'm not. <laughs> I'm afraid not. I would love I to went go last one year, of these though. years, but these, uh, the timing just does not work out well for me most most years. Well, for those who don't know, uh, PowerCon is a He-Man and She-Ra specific convention. Um, it uh, is being held in Los Angeles again this year, and it'll be August 25th and 26th. Um, if you go to thepowercon.com, you can see all the guests. They're still announcing guests. Um, and if you come, say hi to me, because I will be at the registration uh, booth, as always, um, on Saturday, um, scanning your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you'll be roaming around after you're done with that, too. Oh, yes, yes. And PowerCon this year will have the exclusives, um, uh, Driel and Uncle Montork, Spike Orr, and uh, Jitsu. The Spike Orr and, Spike Orr and Jitsu slash Chopper will be the um, uh, filmation versions um, of the figure. Uh, so that's kind of cool that they, for this year, they got like a really, really kind of unique exclusives, um, which, you know, uh. I think is cool because PowerCon has done so much to 
just kind of keep the awareness of He-Man and She-Ra open, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, after kind of the the 2002 stopped and, <coughs> you know, w- before the, the new She-Ra emerged, it kind of filled a nice void there. Definitely. And it speaks to the longevity of this fandom that it keeps being attended very well. And I think attendance keeps growing every year. Correct me if I'm wrong. But there's always a ton of people and they're so hardcore and they're so kind. And I, you know, I've met people there that I had never talked to online before, but we just get to talking like while we're waiting in line for something and they end up being this amazing person. And then we friend each other on Facebook and we keep up with each other. And it's it's great. It's a wonderful way to meet other people that share your passion. Oh, totally. And it's like, you know how I was talking about all the drama, you know, of, of the past just Mm -hmm. what five minutes ago like you'll find too it's like oh maybe you argued about king grayskull with someone (laughs) viciously and then you meet them in person they're not gonna like they're not gonna like smack you in the face and say you know king grayskull's (laughs) awesome no they're gonna you're gonna have a wonderful time with them trust me like you know 98 percent i will say of you know anyone that's coming to powercon so friendly everyone wants to talk about he-man and she-ra um, you know, whether it's, you know, filmation or mini comics or the toys or Shira, the movie, you know, uh, you'll you'll have a blast. I, 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 it's rare to hear a negative comment about the convention itself. It's just such a it's like a family reunion. Wouldn't you say family reunion? Yes, is what I, I was, yeah, definitely. I was going to use that precise terminology, actually. You beat me to it. Well done. <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, it had been um, a few years since I last went. And then, was it September? Yeah, last September. Yeah, so I, I, that was the first time in years that I'd been to it, and it had grown. I mean, it, and it was pretty packed. It was really well attended. Um, was so so I was, I was pretty, I was like proud, you know, like proud of how the show's grown, you know? Absolutely. Because, yeah, most fandoms from 80s properties, well, I don't know. If, well, yeah, I, I think most is a proper word to use there would not be able to hold up a convention just based on that one cartoon like there are a few that still do like transformers there's a gem con now um is there one for i think gi joe yeah i think there is but are there any others that you guys can think of no and if you think i don't think so but even if we're wrong if you think about it those were kind of the staples anyway of the 80s right you had he-man and she-ra transformers gi joe those were like the really really big big properties i feel um you know we did have thundercats included in in PowerCon the first couple of years um as well so um even that um thundercats roar <laughs> <laughs> and I think that GemCon is trying to branch out a bit and include other cartoons, especially, I would say, you know, quote unquote, girly cartoons of the 80s, because they just don't have as much representation. And I think just for whatever whatever reason, females are less likely to collect things than males um, when it comes to action figures and dolls and, and things like this. Uh, I don't know why that is. It's just, it's an impression that I've gotten over the years. I could be completely wrong, but I feel like 
I mean, they, they hold on to their things from childhood. I know so many women who now have children and they're passing on their own like Rainbow Bright dolls, for instance, to their kids and mm-hmm. they're getting them to watch the show. So they're getting the next generation into it. But there's not such a rabid fan base to support a convention even still. Um, and I think like Strawberry Shortcake had a convention once or twice years ago, but they don't do it anymore. So I don't know what that says about female versus male mindset of, of such things, but maybe that'll change in the future. Who knows? Well, I'll say I was impressed. I saw footage from that gem convention though. I guess they had either a year or two ago. And, um, it was kind of like the same as whenever PowerCon first had Melindy Britt, there and you know she said like you know for the honor of grayskull i am shira they had britta Mm -hmm. phillips the singing voice of jem at the convention and she like this this girl is amazing she they played like a carrot one of the gem like karaoke tracks from like the cassette from the doll and she sang she sang the song and like she hit all those like notes (laughs) that like she hit in the 80s and she sounded really good amazing so i was like could you imagine like being a you know a huge you know gem fan sitting in like an intimate audience like that and the you know she's singing like and sounds basically like the recording from the 80s like i think they were probably in complete awe yes and isn't melindy Britt going to be there this year um no i don't think melindy Britt is going to be there this year the focus on this year is the anniversary of the filmation he-man um cartoon so she'll probably be back another year when um oh sorry i was talking about at gemcon oh you so you you mean uh britta phillips no i think they're branching out hold on let me look it up real quick oh 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 because you said they were branching out to like other female um right 80s properties oh possibly then exactly i feel like i saw that recently but keep talking while i look that up okay (laughs) or maybe i can find it really fast i'm trying Um... i could also just edit this portion out if i remember (laughs) there's that but likely it'll probably still be there um, and maybe everyone that's listening right now is laughing. Like, he, he forgot to edit that out. <laughs> I think I may be completely wrong because she's not listed on their website. I have no idea where I got that information. I apologize. Well, that's all right because Melindy Britt actually does do a lot of conventions now. Um, but we'll say what was the first convention she ever did was PowerCon. And, um, yeah. and just an example of how powerful PowerCon can be is I think that really, you know, that opened her eyes and showed her like, wow. There are all these people that seriously love, you know, She-Ra, Princess of Power. Because a lot of these people, they don't really think about the shows they've done in that respect. It's like, oh, that's a, that's a show I did in the 80s. Like, to us, it was so impactful. But a lot of mm-hmm. times to the actors that work on these things, it's, 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 a, it's we have to remember it's a job. Yeah. It's I like, remember yeah. Um, being in the green room with her. Mm-hmm. We were in the green room with her, John, and yes. we were trying to tell her, like, seriously, because she, I think she was nervous. Yeah, a little she, nervous. She yeah. went out to her panel, and we were like, no, trust me, like, you can do no wrong with these people. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like these people, like, love you. Like, trust me. And, um, and I think she was, like, really surprised. And because she ended up even doing the, you know, for the honor of Grayskull and during yes. the panel. And I didn't expect she was going to do that. Like, I'm sure she didn't plan on doing that before she went into the panel. Yeah. But just 
you know, the atmosphere, the crowd. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And it all started at PowerCon. That's right. Darn right. Although I figured out where I got my information wrong. She's not going to be at GemCon. She's going to be at RetroCon. Oh, uh, okay. I was cool. close. Uh, that one's happening October 13th and 14th at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center for those interested. Oh, yeah, that's see, a good show. One would always say like, oh, Philadelphia, that's so close to John. But not really. That's on the no. other side of the state. <laughs> yeah, so that's several hours. Drive. Yeah, it's a long drive. I would yeah. love to go to that show someday, though. Well, we'll that's we'll have to make a road trip one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love the guests that are going to be at PowerCon this year. I mean, I know they haven't all been announced yet, but I love that uh, Robert Lamb is coming back because he hasn't been in a number of years. And he's amazing to talk to. Like, if any of you just haven't, taking the opportunity to talk to him when he's been in a convention, please do. He has the greatest memory of anyone I think I've ever met. He, It's like you ask him a question about how something worked back in the day or something he worked on, and it's almost like he's just, he's there again. His brain is just clued in to the 80s, and he immediately can rattle off all the details of the things he did and worked on and the technical side of animation. Like, my husband was not you know, big into He-Man when we first went to PowerCon, but he loves science and how things work, uh, mechanics and things like this. So he just started asking Rob how they did all this stuff. Like what machinery did they use? How did it work? And they had this long conversation. It was fascinating. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super happy to talk to him and a lot of these other folks that are going to be. Well, one thing I think we should mention, um, is unfortunately there's going to be one guest who I feel is a staple of PowerCon that unfortunately won't won't be there this year. And I just I'm I'm not bringing this up to be sad. I'm bringing it up because I just like to acknowledge him. And that would be um, Dean Steffen, who was the um, story editor and head writer on the Mike Young 2002 He-Man cartoon. And I first met Dean at San Diego Comic Con, and um, he he. He, it was funny because I was a little apprehensive to meet him um, due to my criticisms of King Grayskull. <laughs> um, but uh, surprising to me is he saw the, my name on my badge and he said, oh, you, you're, you're the one that doesn't like King Grayskull. <laughs> and, and I had the most wonderful conversation with him, though, as to where he, he was very... Uh, favorable to I guess how I actually presented my arguments he said like you know we always appreciated your feedback because you know it, it wasn't like I hate King Grayskull he's so stupid Ugh. it was I critiqued it in a way that I, I fleshed out and explained my points of view on why this character uh, was not on my favorites list um, but um, after that it kind of developed into a lovely friendship. And um, I've always looked forward to hanging out with him um, at PowerCon. And he's such an animated spirit um, that unfortunately, you know, earlier this year he passed away. And um, it was it was really sad. And I, I know he's befriended a lot of fans um, in the fandom. And, you know, he really enjoyed interacting with the fans, you know, way after the, the cartoon ended. So it was, a, it was a really nice bond and he'll definitely be missed. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. 
um, one of the reasons that I'm so glad that I went to this last PowerCon was because I got to hang out with him again. Um, because, I mean, he's like one of my favorite people because mm-hmm. he's so funny. Like, you never knew what he was going to say. And it would always be, <laughs> you know, off the wall or inappropriate or <laughs> whatever, you know. But that was just Dean. Like, that's, yep. you know, how he was. But, you know, he would always, like, you know, come to the table and, you know, I, we'd let him sit, you know, at the table to, you know, relax and, you know, talked and we had lunch with him and, um, you know, had drinks after the show and everything. And it was, uh, it was really nice. And so I was, you know, I miss his Facebook posts, like, oh, every yeah. Facebook cause they were so funny or like insightful or, you know, um, but I'm really, really glad that I got to, to spend time with him uh, in September. Yeah, every time one of my old Facebook posts comes up, like the, you know, a year ago, this happened, whatever. Um, sometimes I'll look through the comments and there will be something from Dean. And it just makes me laugh all over again. It puts a big smile on my face because he was yeah. just such a lovely energy to be around. He was so it's almost indescribable he, he's so different from anyone else i think i've ever met yeah um but I, he was so he was one of those people who never met a stranger he just would talk to anybody about anything he was not pretentious or putting on airs you know he was like just one of us and even after the doors closed on the convention that day he was hanging out with us in the into the evening playing music singing or just talking and hanging out um yeah, he made everybody feel special that interacted with him, and he's going to be so sorely missed. I, I even went and watched that King Grayskull episode again. It wasn't as bad as I remember. <laughs> it's funny how the years change things sometimes for us. <laughs> Although I'm looking forward to seeing Tom Tataranowitz again and going on about how much I love Lukey because he hates him. <laughs> you should torment him. You should like bring one of those um, Lukey action figures um, with you and then like just keep putting it like near him and be like, oh, he found you. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but I'll, I'll deny I advised you at in harassing any of the PowerCon guests. (laughs) Yeah, we're super lucky in this fandom to have so many people that worked on the property that still care enough to come to these events and interact with the the guests. um, Or not with the guests, with the attendees as much as they do. They're all fantastic. Well, yeah, you can tell most of them truly enjoy... Like you said, the show didn't have the same type of impact on them that it had on us, but you can still tell that they, they truly enjoyed. Um, um, I'm talking more so about the, the filmation and Mike young people than I am say toy people, but they, um, you know, the filmation atmosphere was also such a family sort of oriented atmosphere um, yeah. that I think that kind of helped too, that they, they all kind of have fond memories looking back on working on, on these shows. Mm-hmm. 
that's what I'm hoping for too with the um, the new Shira. From what I'm what I've seen at least online of uh, you know the the, the showrunner and um, the cast and crew uh, that is working under her, they all seem very very positive um, about working on the new Shira for the most part. And I, I don't know, I'm getting a very good vibe off of them. Um, I, I think they truly are trying to do their best, if you will, um, on on this adventure that they're taking. Um, yeah. So w- while it might not be 100% what, what an old school fan would want, I'm, I'm, I'm at least really impressed at the passion, if you will, that they they seem to already have for this and i'm i have my fingers crossed that they 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 don't get a whirlwind of hate or something when the netflix show you know is uploaded um but you know you know working in in hollywood and stuff like that i'm sure they know you know you're gonna have your 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 critics uh Mm -hmm. and your fans um but um uh, I, I'm at least impressed at the at the very least at the the passion they seem to already have to getting this this product out. So, absolutely, I'm so stoked, and we have Tallstar to thank. One of the fans, he's been keeping up with every little thing that gets released online oh, about absolutely. the show. It's fantastic. Uh, if you go to the forums on HeMan.org, it's under the New Media and Licensed Products forum. It's right there at the top. There's a whole thread about the new She-Ra, and it's, God, I don't even know how many pages long at this point. Let me look. Um, oh, you just got hidden. 47. Yep. 47 page long thread. It's going to keep going. But the very first post gets updated with all of the new information that he collects. So huge shout out to Tallstar for that. Oh, yeah, he is on it. Like, he's on their Twitters, their Instagram, their Snapchat. Like, he has all the information out there. Because we have to remember, like, these these people signed, you know, non-disclosure agreements. So until, the mm-hmm. you know, until they're allowed to say something, they're not going to say it. Um, but we've at right. least gotten some little hints. The the girl that's vo- voicing um, uh, She-Ra, I think her name's Amy Carrero. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Um, but, even yeah, they showed her getting the... Um, the new She-Ra statue from Sideshow. Um, and like, she was just like so stoked. It was, they gave it to her like when Aww. she was in there recording some vocals. Um, so I don't know. It's just, I'm getting such a happy vibe, like a very happy vibe uh, yeah. uh, from all of this. And also uh, DreamWorks animation stuff. Um, particularly their, their Netflix content has been very good so far. So at, at the very least, even if you don't like the designs, you know that it'll be a well-constructed piece of work. Oh, good. That's a really good point. We did not have that luxury with the updated Rainbow Bright a few years back. (laughs) It was a very small studio that was trying to make a project that they did not have the manpower to make. Um, But yeah, I love that it's backed by DreamWorks. It's on Netflix. Like It's going to get a massive amount of attention just because it's on Netflix. Um. Well, have... cancelled. <laughs> what was that? It probably won't get cancelled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you look at the teaser image too that they posted, and I, there were actually some fans that were extremely against that teaser image, which boggles my mind. And I was even told Why? by someone that the only reason I liked it is because I love Shira, and I'm like blindly looking at this, 
teaser image. And I'm like, <laughs> excuse me. Um, that teaser image was so striking. It, the background, beautiful, breathtaking. Like I can tell, yes, can you tell? She's in silhouette that She-Ra's design is a little different. Okay, yes, I wasn't expecting the 1985 you know, drawing of She-Ra, Princess of Power to be standing on that ledge. I'm expecting her to be redesigned. We saw a pencil teaser image like last year that leaked of She-Ra. So we're already well aware that she's going to look a little different. Um, but I thought the, the image was beautiful, especially, and this doesn't really matter, but it does in a way, because later that day, Warner Brothers released a, a not only a teaser image, but an actual video footage of their new Thundercats Roar cartoon. <laughs> and, and it just can show you how, yes, the new She-Ra design, maybe the feel of the show a little bit here, is going to be slightly updated for, for now. And Brimette, let's also not forget that the show is being made for kids, not for a 35-year-old male. Yeah. Um, that Thundercats roar is like a complete other extreme where they, they have completely modified Thundercats. So to me, that made the She-Ra image, you know, look even more in a positive light. Yeah. Um, I said can you imagine if, yeah, right? if the She-Ra image had looked like that Thundercats roar, then <laughs> I could maybe see uh, the issue people would have. But, but to me that, the teaser image of Shira looked very filmation-y for the modern times. Yeah, that's just you know my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I, like even like the color scheme, um, mm -hmm. the feel of it. Like I just thought it was really nice. I I really I I'm I didn't know that people were complaining about it. I mean, to me, it was like wow, this is really cool. This is a really good teaser image. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just looks so magical. Like the Whispering Woods on steroids. It's great. All these glowing things everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm super stoked. And yeah, I'm excited for it because I love all things She-Ra. Sure, that is being factored into my excitement for it. But I also am just excited for more um, animation that has a strong female lead. There's still not a ton of that. It's, it's definitely gotten better over the last several years. Um, but we need more of it. And here here's a great example of a character that was so influential and wonderful back in the day. Like, why not bring her back? We need more characters like this. Yeah, to me, it feels refreshing because we've had so much He-Man. Yeah. In the past, you know, in the past few years, it's refreshing to me to see them, you know, focus on She-Ra. And for me, regardless of what I think about the, the actual show, like seeing little kids walking around like with She-Ra shirts or yes. merchandise, like, you know, having the merchandise or whatever. That's awesome. Totally. And, you know, parents of our generation whose kids are going to be watching this are also going to want to expose them to the original. There's no reason that a parent would just be like, oh, yeah, you only get to watch this one. 
and just pretend the old one didn't exist. They're going to be like, no, oh yeah, I used to love the show it was based on. And we watched that too. And you know, the, the kids might not like the old one. Maybe it'll look dated to them or whatever. But I know a lot of kids just do not care. They will watch old animation and love it um, just because the stories and the characters and everything are so good. So I could definitely see this being a boost for vintage Shira as much as the new one. My, yeah, I have a co- uh, I, go ahead. I was just gonna say my uh, brother-in-law's brother's family. He's got uh, three kids, and they've you know, they've got uh, Netflix and everything. And so the the old filmation he managed Shira cartoons have kind of come and gone several times on Netflix. Not sure if they're up there right now, but they've they're all they've all grown up <laughs> watching He Shira on Netflix, Aww. the old ones. So yeah, the, I think a lot of uh, a lot of kids will just watch whatever if it's good. Yeah, I was kind of making just the same point. Uh, I had a coworker that was in my office and saw the Shira stuff, and um, was telling me that her daughter um, is obsessed with watching the filmation Shira. Of course, she just called it Shira, but I knew what she was talking about um, mm-hmm. on Netflix, and um, so much that the daughter made uh, the mom promise. It was they made some type of promise, like I don't know, she got all A's or something on her report card that the mom would buy her the the box set of all the Shira cartoon episodes. Um, so I told her, I, you know, I let her know, I was like, well, you know, Netflix is going to have a new She-Ra like out in the fall. And she was like, oh my God, I can't wait to tell my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I bet her daughter lost her mind. Probably. <laughs> That's amazing. So is the original She-Ra on, on DVD still? Uh, I assume you can still buy it. I know that, uh, outside of the original BCI releases, if you remember those, they, another, yeah, they put out another just like a box set that ha- I bought it as well. It, it has just all the episodes on it. I'm I'm pretty sure not all the episodes are on Netflix, but both He-Man and She-Ra are still on Netflix. It's just not the entire episode libraries. Cool. I just I know things like this go out of print sometimes, so I wanted to verify that it was still available. Yeah, I don't know if she bought it new or like you know you know used on Amazon or something like that. Yeah. We didn't go into the details. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm seeing like a volume one and volume two. Looks like the complete series is no longer available, but you can get the two volumes, which I guess is everything. Well, and to think about it, probably when the new one comes out, they'll re-release a box set of the original She-Ra stuff. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. It would really make no sense not to. That would be the perfect opportunity to cash in on the old one at the same time that you're making the new one. <laughs> well, do we have any other topics to... Um, oh, I don't think um, so. We just I did heard have... That... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, didn't we just hear that Mattel is going to be exhibiting at PowerCon? Yes. Do we have any idea what they're going to be exhibiting? <laughs> no, I didn't ask. Okay. That will be interesting. We'll have to follow that. That can be the mystery of the episode. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Sorry about that. Yes, um, we're interrupting the recording of this podcast with another recording of this podcast because... Uh, Katie and I are back to uh, mention that right after, literally right after we recorded this episode, some big news dropped. Woo! 
Yay, news! Oh, we've why been... don't you why don't you give us the info, Katie? Sure. Uh, we've been waiting so long. I feel like for actual news that this was and the timing. Of course, it was right after we finished recording. <laughs> Had to hop back on. So, Entertainment Weekly came out with a new issue. And there's a two-page spread in there. One is just an image of Noel, who created this new version of She-Ra. And then the other is an article about the new She-Ra containing an image, presumably from the new She-Ra. It looks like a screenshot out of an episode. Uh, that remains to be seen whether it actually is, but that's what it looks like. So we were just going to touch on what was mentioned uh, real quick. We're going to read the entire article. It's available in the issue if you want to pick it up. It's also online several places. Um, but within the article, we do get the release date, finally, of when this new She-Ra is going to premiere on Netflix. And it's November 16th. Yay! Yay, but so far away. I know. That was the only bummer. I was yeah. like, but, but couldn't it have been August 16th or anything sooner? <laughs> Would have been nice, but, you know, but. everything comes to he who waits. <laughs> And now we can all put it on our calendars so we can, like, sync up that day and, and watch at least an episode. Do you Have you decided yet if you're going to just binge it all at once or spread it out? What do oh, you think? I shall be binging. Yeah, that's all kind of where I was leaning to. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no question on that one. <laughs> we can always watch them multiple times, you know. Oh, well, absolutely. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just going to power through them, most likely. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm so excited to do that. And also in this article, we get that the origin story for this new She-Ra is going to be the same as the old one. I know that was a concern that a lot of fans had. And it actually says, as on the original 1985 series, our protagonist, Adora, was kidnapped as a baby and raised by the evil horde, only to discover her true identity later in life. Which... I was super stoked to see that. Um, like, I would have been okay, honestly, if they had changed her origin story or just left it out. I wasn't that invested in it, but I know it, that was something that a lot of people did care about. So I was happy for them that it is the same and that it's going to be included. Yeah, and I, hopefully everyone keeps their, you know, expectations in check with that, too, is that I'm sure it's still going to be modified. Um, yeah. Like, you know, there's probably not going to be a direct mention of, say, you know, He-Man, but that doesn't mean, you know, he doesn't exist in mm -hmm. in the realm of things. Um, but um, it definitely shows that, you know, they did take the source material into consideration, because that is, that is a big thing. I know when we... Um, we saw that the Gem and the Holograms live action movie. Um, well, I, <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I refuse. <laughs> oh, well, I, it, you know, for itself, it wasn't that terrible of a movie. It was a little slow. But again, a, you know, there were a lot of changes. I don't think the it was true enough to the source material to the fact that they they did change way too much, perhaps, in mm -hmm. that. Whereas I feel that She-Ra is going to have more of the spirit of things that we do remember. Uh, from Shira, with just maybe a, you know, a little bit of a different twist, yes. you know, on that. Um, one thing I think we should um, mention real quick is there has been kind of like a very strong, either positive or negative reaction to the image of Shira in the Entertainment Weekly article, and mm -hmm. I believe yourself, like myself, 
Um, I actually really liked the image uh, when it showed. I, I thought it was a very interesting redesign. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not looking for a copy of the Filmation show myself. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a fresh take. It is for a younger generation. While there will be elements in this show, I am 100% sure that will um, spark interest, if you will, to an older fan, you know, us, you know, 30 to 40 year olds that watch mm -hmm. the original show. But I mean, we are not the target demographic and I'm not using that as an excuse. It's just more of a reality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some people need to be reminded of that fact. Like if there's stuff in there that we can enjoy, great. But if we, if there's not, again, it's not for us. This is for kids. I hope that the kids absolutely love it devour it, want more of it, and perhaps there will be toys or other merchandise or something that they can get excited about. And then, like we said in the episode, get excited about the original She-Ra and go rewatch it as well. This can only do good things, um, bringing new fans to the property. Exactly. And it's like, if you are an old fan of She-Ra and you initially do not like this, you know, artwork, if you will, um, you know what? Give the show a chance. Give it yeah. an actual chance. Go into the show. Give it a fair shake. You know, watch that first episode. Maybe it won't be for you. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Hey, I really like the image. Maybe I'll watch the first episode and I'm not going to like everything in it too. I doubt I like everything in it, right? No, I don't think it would... It's not going to please everyone as a fan. But, you know, certainly if you do like this, you know, if you do like the image, if you, you are kind of, you know, excited about the redesign and, and seeing how it goes, like, you know, you're... You're, you know, you're not a traitor to the fandom, and this yes. certainly has not ruined our childhood. Um, unless, you know, <laughs> the new animated She-Ra is going to pop out in my living room and, like, destroy my old She-Ra DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish people weren't focusing so much on just this image. Like, we've been waiting a long time to see an official image, so I, I understand why they are focusing on it so much right now. But I feel like they're a little hyper-focusing and basing their entire opinion on just an image. Um, when we have not heard any of the voices, we have not seen the storylines, we have not seen the actual animation moving. Like, there's so much more to this show. There's going to be music. Like, there's so many other aspects that when you start watching it, you may completely forget what she's wearing or what her hair looks like or whatever issue you may have at this moment probably will fly out the window because that won't be the thing you're focusing on when you're yeah, watching a show. Ex exactly, exactly. And I know there, you know, there are people out there who have been privileged enough to have more information than what has been, you know, shown publicly mm -hmm. uh, for this. And uh, from my experience with all of this, there are, you know, very positive comments, there are very negative comments, and there are comments in the middle. Um, mm -hmm. So that just goes to show you that, again, I think before you instantly hate something, I think you should wait until you see the final product. Absolutely, you know, make your decision. And if it's if it's not for you, don't watch it. Uh, mm -hmm. If it is for you, great, because I am totally excited that there is going to be something finally new for She-Ra. Yes. Oh my God. It's been so long. <laughs> so long. <laughs> and I think I would like to end it with this. Melindy Britt, the original voice of She-Ra, um, uh, posted a very, very positive message 
uh, out there, and I hope all of the fans listen to this. And she says, oh my goodness, there are some strong opinions out there, but let's all remember that all things work together for the good of the whole, and we now have variations on a character who was meant to love everyone. Here's to the strength of love, and I love you all. was beautiful i just want to give her a hug right now (laughs) yes so see you know it's the world is not crumbling down if you don't like it and you know the world isn't throwing fireworks if you did like it because all we got is an image (laughs) exactly (laughs) so take with it what you will please stream it on netflix on november 16th and then we're going to want to hear everybody's opinions on on the storyline the character designs the music like you said the voices will get the whole world encompassing our you know senses yes and we will definitely be back to share our opinions when that happens absolutely but i think right now we better put it back to the uh originally recorded episode don't you think i guess it is that time john yeah the other ones might get mad that we kind of like took over here for a bit (laughs) oopsie we love you guys (laughs) (laughs) back to your regularly scheduled program scheduled program Uh, Mattel is doing what? I've got one thing I wanted to plug that's not related to this very quickly. My new book is up for pre-order, so go buy it, people! (laughs) It's the sequel to Haven Lost, which was my first novel from a few years ago. The sequel's up for pre-order, and it comes out on July 31st, so... I am super excited. Holy... Congratulations! Is there going to be an audio book version? Uh, at the moment, that's not uh, planned. I'm hoping that I can make that happen. Just the audio is extremely expensive to produce. And uh, gotcha. the first one has done okay, but it hasn't quite broken even. So, um, uh. so I want to, and hopefully it will happen, but it's not happening immediately. Well, I'm going to get it regardless. So, oh, yeah, geez. same. <laughs> So make sure you go and pre-order Josh's book over on Kindle on Amazon, um, because I think you'll like it, especially if you like hockey, right? Is there more hockey in this one still? Oh, less. Well, if you hate it, <laughs> if you hate hockey, this is the book for you. <laughs> well, everyone, thanks again for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Katie Carty Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. Special appearance, B. Arthur as Wacky Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I am Leanne Hanna, also known as Stratus Mecca. And I'm Josh DeLioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. Good Good journey. Journey! Journey Pines, John! (laughs) 